Hey, it's Jaden. And Melissa. And Christy. We're, We're the, the co-founders, co-founders of Launchers Academy. And we help dropshippers become successful by providing the most relevant e-commerce strategies. You're tuning into the Launchers Academy podcast experience, where you will learn all the ins and outs of how to build your very own successful dropshipping store. So kick back, take lots of notes, and let's make money this year. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Launchers Academy podcast experience. So today we have another exciting episode that we really want you to listen to as the headline is, before you start branding your store, listen to this. So we're gonna keep it very casual and it kind of just bounce through ideas, you know, between the three of us here and going over, you know, the trials and tribulations of what we've seen when we're branding our winners um, and branding our, um, you know, stores as well. So I'm going to let ladies start off first. So, um, you know, nothing specific, but just something that people can be very mindful for the listeners listening today there, uh, Melissa and Christy. I'm going to start off with Christy uh, first there. But, um, you know, what do you want to raise awareness in terms of, uh, you know, someone listening today as a dropshipper of what they should be, you know, keen on when they start branding? Yeah, so from what we talked about in the last few episodes, we really emphasize starting with a general store. Now, when you're starting with a general store, your branding is going to be really general, right? So your name is going to be general. It could be you know, boutique or shop. or um, And then your overall, your logo is also going to be general. So when you do start finding your winning product and you're making those consistent sales, um, you want to start branding your store around your winning product. And what that means is, going from your general store to that one product store. And you want to use the same website uh, as your general store because your pixel is already collecting that data. Um, So once you start shifting over into your one product winning store, um, that's when you want to start considering the different types of branding that you're going to do for this one product store. Um, Now, just to start that off, what that means when it comes to starting your branding around your winning store, um, this is changing your domain, your domain name to your product, to your winning product. So if your product is, you know, it's it's a portable blender that I like to talk about as well um, in terms of an example that has been successful. So if your winning product is a portable blender, um, you know, for example, one of the million... uh, For example, one of the brands that are making millions right now is Blendjet. I love (laughs) Blendjet.com. Not sponsored. (laughs) We're not sponsoring. It's just a really good product. But uh, the reason why Chris is bringing that up is because they are dropshipper turned big mega brand. I'm pretty sure you guys seen them probably own a little Blendjet yourself, but, but I love them. But anyways, carry on there, Christy. Yeah, so why I talked about that was because um, you're going to want to change your domain name from your general store to your winning product uh, name. So for Blendjet, they use Blendjet.com because their winning product was a portable blender. Um, So you definitely want to consider what kind of name you want to do when it comes to changing your domain. Um, And then that also goes into your logo as well because you're going to be using the same name. Um, And so that's when you want to also come up with a logo that reflects your winning product as well. Um, And then lastly, when it comes to your branding, changing your brand colors along uh, 
And then as well, when it comes to branding, changing your brand colors that reflects your winning product as well. So um, oftentimes if your winning product is, let's say, pink, um, you can use a pink color for your brand and use it consistently throughout your website. Um, now, we also do recommend when it comes to call to actions to actually stick to the green buttons because those really help with converting. Um, so just keep in mind all these different brand elements when you are starting to brand around your winning product. Now, taking a little bit of a step back here as well, I just want to re-emphasize when we would actually go from a general store to an actually branded store. Now, before you start branding your store and implementing all the valuable tips that Christy just talked about, make sure you actually have demand for your product and you're actually getting sales on it first. The analogy that I really like to use here, it's like you're building a MVP or minimal viable product for a tech company, right? So what you do is you build a very minimum product and then you go out into the marketplace to get customer feedback and see if there's an actual demand for the product that you're trying to sell to your cust potential customers. And then from there, what you know tech companies do is they then gather all of these customer feedback and then refine the product even more before they do an actual launch of a finalized version of their software or their product or whatever, but it's having that market research. And in our case, if we were to apply this to dropshipping, that's where you're having that general store approach. What you're doing is you're using the general store to act as a testing playground for you to gather feedback and the feedback for you is whether you're going to get sales or not to determine whether this is a product that will de de develop high demand. Um, so same analogy that you're using here, but once you actually verify that you are getting high sales in your product and it is consistent, and what we use to really define this is getting $300 to $500 a day consistently, consistently um, then that's when you want to start into your branded store approach and implement everything that Christy just talked about, which is very, very valuable. Love that, love that, love that. So, um, Christy, I want to bring up something as you were uh, saying. Um, you're you're saying naming your store after the one product, but let's kind of challenge that a little bit more. Do we find there, from our personal experiences, that changing your domain name to more of a specific one product? store name or more of a specific niche name. So for example, if a beauty product happens to be a winner, right, for the person listening today, are they going to name it beautydevice.com because they were selling the beauty device specifically, or are they going to turn into like a beautyhome.com? Like what works better do you find? I would say, you know, if you do have that winning product and it's making you a lot of sales, um, to start off with focusing more on just that product because you want you don't want to divert people's attention to all these other products on your store. You want people to focus more on that particular product. Um, and as, as you are setting up the product page, you, um, for example, your homepage, you can focus more around highlighting the benefits of the product throughout your page. And then also when it comes to the actual product landing page itself, um, also improving that with your, um, you know, whether you're taking your own photos of the product um, or trying to collect more customer reviews um, and really building that credibility and per high perceived value of that particular product. And you don't want to direct the attention to too many other products on your site, um, especially if you are making a lot of sales from that one product. And you can also do some upselling, right? You can um, sell additional 
um, number of that product uh, at a discount and try to get more sales from that. Um, however, if you do, let's say you're t in the testing phase um, when you are starting your general store and you had multiple products within the same niche that are doing quite well, um, then maybe you can start a niche uh, one, the niche product store and see how that one goes um, because uh, maybe the audience, uh, when they go into your niche store, they want to buy all these multiple products and you can do some cross-selling as well and bundling. Um, that could be helpful. But um, when you are starting out, I would say, you know, starting with the one product store would be um, easier to manage for you if you are, you know, you're still kind of going through the whole process of um, getting some more experience within the dropshipping space. I love that. So, you know, the other thing that I would add as well, you know, come to think of it, um, outside of, you know, what Christy and Melissa brought up uh, with one product store, having changing the domain name, focusing on really the buttons, colors, logos, and consistency as well to make sure before you get into it. The only thing I would really add on top of all that is that before you start to brand is... Hey, you got to really identify, you know, what you're branding around, not so much the product, but actually the audience and the messaging. So let's just say you do find your winner and it happens to be either a beauty product or a fitness product. Where people tend to go wrong is when they find the winner, they kind of forget about exactly who their audience is and they just brand around the store, not the audience but it's actually the other way around because it's that audience that got you to make all that revenue for that product because you're focusing on specific people who need that product. So when you get into branding, it's really understanding that audience and making sure you have your text laid out a specific way, having your about us, your mission, and really laying out the problems and benefits and all of that fun stuff. But um, in order for you to really brand, it's really constantly not forgetting about the specific buyers that you initially had. Um, but um, yeah, so that would be what's super important uh, because at the end of the day, when we do tend to brand, we, we kind of get carried away. We focus on the product way too much and like, oh my God, I'm making $1,000 a day, $10,000 a day, woohoo. But never forget how you got there in the first place and what that 80% is because the Pareto principle, if you guys have heard it, the 80-20 rule is that 80% of your revenue will come from 20% of that specific audience. So you don't want to brand so much around the product. Yes, it's your winner, but you want to brand around the specific audience. And, you know, Melissa, let's talk about a little bit audience here. Like um, how would someone go about branding around their audience? Like what's super important, like one or two elements there? Yeah, so going back to it is understanding your understanding very, very well who your customer avatar is. And when I say understanding your customer avatar, it's not only where they are located or what age demographics they are in, but it's also understanding what their values are, understanding, you know, what they really like in terms of interests on a day-to-day -day basis, what they are passionate about. So if you notice that they you're selling a product, right, and the audience that you're selling to love sustainability, then how are you going to make your brand more sustainable and showcase that your 
their product is sustainable for them to continue and want to be a long-term customer of yours. Or if they're very, um, you know, passionate about a certain cause, then how can you potentially implement this cause into your brand as well, whether that be donating to it or supporting it in some way and further honing in and branding yourself around the Uh, you know, the community around that person, that you are the perfect brand for them. And that's really how you build that long-term customer value rather than having a customer come in, purchase a product once and never coming back because they don't remember who you are. They just want you for your product and not necessarily for your brand. And this is really going to be how you're going to develop your brand in a long-term way as well, because now whenever you have potential product launches, you're known as that brand that is a trustworthy, credible, um, something that your customer loves. So they're going to want to support you when you do have any new product launches. And I loved how Melissa brought that up because in the world of business, the only way you're ever going to sell something out of really just being able to identify the problem, paint that picture, and then providing the benefits is really in layman terms of how to sell anything, uh, whether it's e-commerce or just, you know, in physical, um, is people got to know, like, and trust you. So knowing the knowing part um, is really that brand is you're constantly focusing on your specific audience that got you to the point where you are branching out to build a one product product store like Christy was mentioning. So that's the no part. The like part is being able to actually have reviews um, and a product that works. So obviously, if you know the if the product is making that much money, being able to find better quality and making sure that your customers are constantly liking it um, and having those, uh, you know, painting that picture um, and really showcasing um, people exactly how your product works. And then the trust part, this goes back to all your happy customers, right? The the people that help you get to the position where you are. So really in business, it's, in order to sell anything, is really understanding that it's they got it to know, like, and trust you. So I love that. Um, you know, a couple of branding points. But um, Christy, what would you say that, you know, from our experiences and also some of our students, I would say, um, uh, when they start branding, or like one or two mistakes um, that we've seen them do or we've done in, um, from what we've done? I would say that, uh, you know, when people start branding, you know, besides changing the name, um, changing the logo, changing the colors and trying to figure, um, really emphasize who the target audience is, is um, not enhancing the overall content of the product um, when you are at the branding phase. Um, sometimes people might just want to skip out on that. For example, trying to refine the product copy or trying to refine the images and to make it even more, give it even more sense of high perceived value. Um, so for example, for the copy, Uh, You know, now that this is a winning product of yours and you have a lot of data on your target audience, you're going to want to go back and try to refine that product copy even more um, to really focus in on that particular target audience that has been buying from your store and uh, making sure that the the language really speaks to them and again, highlighting more of the key benefits. Um, And then as well for content, uh, going actually going into 
um, trying to purchase the product and also taking photos. And um, now that you know your target audience, you can even include, you know, do some photo shoots with the product and include that target audience using your product and using those images throughout your website as well. Um, so really enhancing the con overall content around your winning product and to focus on the target audience and what they might want to see with the product because now that you know this is a winning product, you're going to want to put in mo some more time and effort effort into trying to really enhance the overall perceived value of your product um, and that that's where you can improve the copy as well as your images and overall content. I love that, enhancing your content, because uh, she brought up a great point. I love that there, Christy, because um, sometimes we get super complacent and we just use the same strategy, use the same uh, content, because in, in, in all honesty, the strategies and the content that you use to get you from zero to $300 a day won't be the same strategy you use to go from $300 to $1,000 a day. So being able to invest more back into your content, into your presence, and really building that, um, because that same video won't work forever, right? It'd probably be a great video, whatever advertising content you had to you know, um, showcase for your product to get all those sales, it won't work forever. So being able to be mindful and self-aware that the content you need to be, it needs to be enhanced, it needs to be revised, and it needs to be fresh. So that way you can attract new people because honestly, it's like if you ask yourself, if you watch the same movie and over, over, and over, would you be annoyed, pissed off, and dull and tired? Probably. But some people rather watch one movie once and watch the next one and the next one. So it's called fatigue. So you want to be make sure you're enhancing your content and you know coming up with something new. Um, but with that being said, I want to pass it to Melissa. What do you think is another uh, you know nugget that people should really consider when they start branding? Yeah, trying to now that you know you have demand for your product, then that's where you can really put on your creative hat and start thinking about ways that you can further improve on the actual product. Because when you are using a dropshipping product, everyone and anyone can sell the product that you are selling. However, the moment that you start making updates or modifications to the current product that you are selling to make it better, that's when people cannot sell your product anymore because now it's fully and truly your own product. So really understanding what your customer feedback is giving you in terms terms of, you know, areas that they think they have issues on or things that your customers would like to see more of the product, using that and then making, talking to your supplier and your manufacturer and see how you can improve on the product itself so that you're able to really separate yourself from other people who are trying to sell a similar product as you. I love that. And I'll kind of wrap up in saying, you know, what's really good for you um, to keep yourself in check, to keep yourself going the right path and constantly improving because in order for you to win um, as a brand be and really build longevity for your product and for your company as a dropshipper um, is always looking forward. So one question you should really ask yourself every single day, which is really going to get you to, you know, be um, at a point where your creative juices are flowing is asking this question is, how can I be the apple of my brand, right? How can I turn my brand into apple? 
What do I must do? What do I have to do? Or what I could do? Or what should I do in order、um, to be the next Apple of the beauty industry, of the fitness industry, of the pet industry, whatever that winning product, whatever niche that you're, you know, brand、uh, branding out? So asking yourself that question is going to get you to look at all the nooks and crannies of the entire organization, of the entire marketing sales funnel, et cetera, et cetera. So really asking yourself that question is going to be. A great one because it's going to keep yourself in check. And if you want to build a long-lasting brand, it's about constantly improving. And here's a little secret that you know the three of us is going to share with you: is that it's not so much the product now that's going to make you a lot of money; it's the brand and the reputation that's going to make you a lot of money. Because the the product itself it can get tired out, or It's going to be just you know completely just ripped off by Joe Joe down the street there, and he's going to build it out as well. But what you can keep forever is really your community, your loyal supporters, and all those people that believe in your brand. It's just like how you can take a pretty much a product that everyone else is selling that has the same demand and same need, but being able to constantly keep capitalizing on that market share. So ask yourself the question: How can I be the next Apple of my industry? And that's where you blow up. But with that being said, there, guys, we did drop a lot of tips and nuggets of what you should be considering and what you should know before branding your store.、Um, but is there anything else we want to kind of just throw in there before we wrap up, there, ladies? Always think long term. So as Jaden mentioned, you're always striving to be the, a big brand in your business, and that's how you're going to get longevity in a. As an actual business, rather than just having a, you know, one-hit wonder product that you sell a lot and then later on it dies and decreases, and now you have to look for the next winning product. It's all about that brand building and building value in the community, in your customer list, and that is what is actually valuable and what's going to make you money in the long term. So be forward-thinking and think the big picture always. Love it, Christy. Yeah, I love what Melissa just said.、Um, for me, it's definitely focus on your target audience. It's so important. Every decision that you're going to make in terms of branding, you always want to ask yourself: Does this resonate with my target audience? Because those are the people that are going to support your brand, and、uh, really, you want to develop that sense of brand loyalty with your target audience. And that's where understanding who they are, their interests,、um, you know, their likes, and Their desires, you're going to be able to reflect that in, within your brand. So every decision that you make, always, always ask,、um, does this resonate with my target audience? Love that. And my last piece of nugget to you: listen very carefully. What got you to where you are right now will not get you to where you need to be. So don't be complacent. Focus on how to improve, because you didn't work this hard. Just to work this hard, you didn't come this far to just come this far. So, just understand the strategies that you've done, which is amazing to get to whatever point you are. Now you're sitting on your winning product to branch out to build your brand. Will be something that is in the past. So don't rely on what worked, because chances are it probably won't continue to work. So with that being said, another great episode. This is what you should know. 
Before you start branding your store, listen to this, but honestly, listen to it a couple more times because this is going to be super critical for you if you're the person that doesn't want to stay as a dropshipper, but want to own a mega successful brand or multiple successful brands. These are really golden nuggets that Melissa, Chrissy, and I just share that you need to be constantly be self-aware of. So with that being said there, guys, until next time, keep it up. Let's make some money in dropshipping for years to come. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, wish we believe you did as we dropped a ton of value. Support us by giving us a five-star rating. That's five stars, not three, not four, but five stars. Also, we'd love to hear from you, so please leave your comment below. And we'll be sure to get back to you. Take care and until next time. 